Hey, this is Sammy Flores. I'm the pastor at Coin Church in Chino, California, and this is our podcast. I'm so grateful you're tuning in. I hope this encourages you and calls you to more because you were made for more. Here's our latest message. Well, welcome everybody to Coin Church. We have it right here in this room. And I just want to go ahead and first and foremost say thank you for joining in with us wherever you're at. You could be at a coffee shop, you could be at home with your family, with your kids, uh, with your siblings, your cousins, whoever that is at your house. You could be driving in the car right now. Um, You could be, I don't know where you're at or what you're doing or where this finds you, but I just want to say um, we're grateful for you at Coin Church. And this is unique, it's different, but it just allows us to continue to push forward and spread the gospel. So here's a couple things that I just wanted to to share before we jump in. Uh, I promise not to go too long. Uh, The first is uh, we're living in a day and age where it's getting crazy, you know. I guess, honestly, the only word that I could describe what's going on right now is just crazy. It's just crazy. It's crazy what's going on. But uh, in the midst of that, uh, Jesus said, you know, my church um, will prevail, you know, the gates of hell will not come against it. The church will keep fighting, the church will keep going forward, and it is our job, just if you would call yourself a believer of Jesus, a follower of God, it is our job to maintain and to make sure that we are making the, the church beautiful. And that's a, that's a part of what we do. And I say that to say this, please continue to not only pray for our community, for the community that you're in, for Coin Church or other churches in the city, please continue to do that. And also, don't forget, uh, we cannot move forward if we're not giving. And giving is a big part of our spirituality. It's a discipline. And I just wanted to make sh- make sure to encourage you if, if that's something that God's put on your heart. We're not going to hand the bucket to you where, where you're at, but we want to encourage you if that's something God puts on your heart, please. Please give, give with a cheerful heart. You can go online to our website, you know, coinchurch.org, or you can just go on our app. Um, and uh, if you don't know how to do that or how to find it, just DM me, call me, text me, someone, and we can get that going for you. But um, that's that's the news. It's coin news right there. Um, moving forward, we're not sure what this is going to look like. We're going to take it a day at a time, a week at a time. But for now, it might look like this, and that's okay. I'm going to jump right into this. Before we do, let's pray. Jesus, I pray for every person on the other side of the screen. God, whether it be they're laying in their bed, they're at a shop, a coffee shop, they're they're. Uh, driving, they're riding a bike, they're walking, whatever they're doing, Father, wherever they find themselves, I pray that you would invade them with your peace. You are the the Prince of Peace, God. You cast out all fear, and I pray that we would not walk in fear, we would walk in faith. We would not walk in tremble, God, but we we would be triumphant in this season. So, Ease our, ease our fear right now, ease our anxiety right now, and uh, give us peace. I pray that everything that I say would come from your mouth, God. We invite you into this space right now. In your name we pray, amen. If you have a Bible, or if you have your Bible app, whatever it is, there's two different books I'm going to be reading from. The first is Psalm 91. The second is Isaiah chapter 53, and we're going to jump right in. Um, I was going to continue our talk on the book of James, but 
it would be silly for us not to address what's going on in our day and age and our culture. So I want to talk about that. If you turn to the book of Psalm 91, remember Psalms, they are their poems, their poetry, often written from a musician, men like David written, wrote in the book of Psalms. It's a collection of all this different poetry. And oftentimes they were music directors and they would sing these psalms, these praises out loud. And we find ourselves in Psalm 91. It's a declaration of protection. And I want to I pray that over you. I want to I proclaim it over you and over your life, over your family, that what we are experiencing right now in this coronavirus and this virus, right, COVID-19, it is not going to come against us. It's not going to touch us, and it won't have its last say. And I, I, I just... I, in faith, I proclaim that. I believe that as we read the scripture, we will see the beauty, the wonder, the joy of just sitting in his healing, of just sitting in his relaxation. So Psalm 91 says this, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. And my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you, you friend, you. He will save you from the fowler snare and from the deadly pestilence. Like right here, right now, this is speaking to us. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find his refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night. There's terror. You will, nor the arrow what flies by day, nor the pestilence, nor the COVID-19, nor the coronavirus, nor any virus that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with the eyes, with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord, if you say this, do you say this? The Lord is my refuge. And you make the most high your dwelling. Here it is. There's the promise. Do you say the Lord is your refuge? Are you so consumed with fear that you've forgotten that God is your refuge? If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling. Here it is. Here's the promise. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, your house, where you live. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift up in their hands. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord. Because you love him. God is saying that of you and to you and about you. Because she loves me, says the Lord. Wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing, man, I just love God. Because he or she loves me, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I, I don't know about you, but I have come to a place in my walk, in my journey, where as James would say, live out your faith. When you read this, can you live this out? 
Can you walk this out in such a way that you truly believe with every fiber of your being, though you cannot see the pestilence, though it is not in front of you, though you walk into a coffee shop, though you walk into Albertsons, Target, wherever it is, you go to Costco, you're trying to get all the milk, wherever you go, when you walk outside, what is it that you're uttering under your soul, under your breath? Do you walk out and say, He is my refuge? He is my fortress. I will trust in God. You know, something that's interesting to me, if we want to go a little bit deeper, we, are, you have, to, we have to realize this. You're under a new identity with Christ. You're covered in Him. Like, you're covered by Christ. And what He has done on the cross and the blood that was shed for you, He did it for you. Like, when, when He was on the cross, it wasn't, it was you on the cross with Him. When I oftentimes think, you know, if I could, we could go to Calvary and we could see 2,000 years ago, two millennia ago, if we could go to where Jesus died, we would see ourselves on the cross because we deserved everything that was taken upon him. All of our sin, our iniquity, our brokenness was on that cross. And that blood covered, it covered our sin, brokenness, iniquity. We're going to talk in, in, in Isaiah 53, covered everything. Now, that we are covered, what does that mean? Well, we have, we have new identity in Christ. Here it is. It says this, He who dwells or sits is a shadow of protection. Now, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, like that literally means back in the day there was a secret place for God. It was in His temple. It was in His, his holy of holy place. And, and so many believers of Yahweh would desire to be in the the secret place of God because they knew there was protection covering ultimate amount of of guidance and wisdom and and that was the place that so many people would desire to dwell now as you fast forward into the New Testament Jesus he covers everything he does everything that he needs to accomplish in regards to finding him obtaining him being in relationship with him and now this 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 blood that is shed is covered over our lives. And we get to dwell in the shelter. We get to dwell with God. And as we dwell, as we sit back, as we recline with Jesus, we have to know the advantage that we have as human beings that call ourselves Christians, call ourselves believers. Hey, let me encourage you more than ever, more than ever, if this is terrifying you, you have to read the Bible like, all you got to do, like I know it's scary, you gotta, all you got to do is turn over to the book of Revelation and to see that this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. This isn't to discourage or scare, or, or it's not a scare taxes, but it's just an honest truth of the scriptures that we were never promised that it would be easy or simple, that we would go through trouble. Jesus said, take heart though I've overcome the world. And I, I, you know, I was reading the other day um, on Facebook, someone said, man, if we can't as believers experience this and, and walk in faith and confidence and have an ease and a rest about us, knowing we dwell in the secret place of God, if we as believers can't obtain those things, I'm afraid for what happens when real all hell breaks loose. Like, we are the forefront of peace in the world. Wherever you're at, man, whatever you're doing, I want to encourage you with this. You, if you call yourself someone who abides in an apprentice of Jesus, you now get to put this robe on of protection. 
You get to stand and to sit and to rest under the feathers of the Most High God, the protection that He gives. You see, uh, here the, no one sees reality the way that God does. I wrote that down because it's so true. You, you can't really see COVID-19. It's invisible. You can't see pestilence. You can't see disease or sickness because at times it feels as though it's invisible. But God can. Like, no one should be afraid or feel like this has taken God by surprise. You know, I, I love that we're reading the book of James. I want to encourage you to keep reading. We're going we're gonna to jump back into that, you know, next week. But as you read it, James encourages us to actually wear, live, breathe the faith that we express in what we... It's like, he doesn't say, I just read it, believe it, and just go do your own thing. You know, he says, read it, believe it, and then do it. Live it out. And I, I think now more than ever, we are to be light in a world that is covered with shadow and despair, covered with brokenness. There is the shadow of this world, but then there also is a shadow in the covering of the Most High. I don't know about you. I, in a day and age that we're living in, I don't know about you. I would much rather live in the shadow and protection of God. So here's, here's what it says. When you read the word heal in, in the Bible, we get this word Rapha, where we understand the word Jehovah. I don't know if you ever heard that. Jehovah Rapha means God is our healer. There's another root word, and it's Rapha, Rapha. It's kind of the same Rapha, Rapha. And Rapha means relax. Comes from the same family of terminology. I know I'm trying to geek out real quick, but when you read that word healing, protection, covering, there is this connotation that we must sit and relax. Man, it feels good to relax, doesn't it? But for some reason, there's so many of us, and I'm, I'm not perfect in this, but we walk out of our house because we hear the whispers of the news and Fox and CNN, and we hear what's going on, and we we, we, we pray the prayers, God, give me peace and comfort and a thousand will fall on my left and, and, and God's going to protect me. He's my refuge. And, and it's like we're, we're doing it in a manner that is not filled with the call that God is and, and the expression that God expresses to just, man, say that with the confidence of just, I'm relaxed, man. God's got this. I shouldn't be afraid. If I want to really believe this whole God thing. I got to walk it out. I got to train my brain. I got to train my emotions to let faith have its place in my life and not allow fear to cripple and overcome. You know, panic is not relaxing. Like, I mean, just as a, an encouragement to you, but to be a little pushy, like someone like James Wood in the scriptures, you know, if, if, if you're panicking right now, you fall, you're, you call yourself a Christian, you're not a doer of the word. Instead, relax in him. Man, it's going to be okay. Take it easy. He's covered us. We're protected. Even if something comes against us, ultimately, we're going to be all right because we have the hope of the world. I want to be a type of church that people are attracted to our hope attracted to our faith when you're in the dinner table at your family or you're you're with your friends and you're drinking coffee having bobo i mean whatever it is you know wherever you're at you're walking your your baby with your stroller with all the other moms and and there's this conversation terror of fear and 
scares and I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. I got to get milk and I got to get toilet, you know, toiletries and, and, and I'm terrified. If you're joining in on that, how on earth can the gospel of the good news, how could we be living that? And how is that attractive to the person that doesn't believe God? And this is the call and the encouragement to us in this day and age. Now turn to me to, I'm almost done, turn to me to Isaiah 53. And, and this is something, that, man, this just hit me like a revelation, of, a, like a bricks. It says this in verse 4. Remember, Psalm 53 is an echo prophetic word of roughly around 500 years before Jesus was born. And Isaiah the prophet wrote this down by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he said this, verse 4, Surely, he's talking about Jesus, Surely he took up our pain. And he bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our... This is probably the most common passage of scripture. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. Now... We love to read that, and maybe this is the first time you're hearing this, but let me, let me express this to you. We love to read that and say, when you think of Jesus dying on the cross, well, what did, we, what did he die for? And the most common thing for us to say in just our remembrance and recollection on our conscience is, oh, he died for our sins. Yes, 100%. That is 100% theologically accurate. He died for yours and my sin. No one is perfect. No one has it all together. And, and when he died on the cross, he covered it all. All of our debt and pain, brokenness, mistakes was covered once and for all. But we feel like we stop there. And it's almost like the day and age we live in shows of our true faith. I heard it said when the tide goes in and comes out, you can see who's truly, what, what's truly there. And, and the tide has come in and man, it seems like everything's been good in our world and people were making money like never before, stock market's going up, everything's good and great, but now the tide has come back. And now we're exposed and we're terrified and we're fearful and, and the stock market's crashing and, and oh God, I got to go to the Costco and get milk in the toilet. And I keep saying toilet and, and, and toilet paper like this. And now people are buying food and there's a panic and there's a hysteria and we just a declaration of, of emergency. And all, I'm not diminishing those things. Those are real, factual, lively things that are going on in our world. But as the tide has come back on the follower of Jesus, what then is exposed in your soul? Like, where do you put your faith when the rubber hits the road? Baby, the rubber has hit the road. Where are you at? And I would encourage you, take an inventory of your soul. If you're terrified, panicked, filled with anxiety, you've got to inundate yourself, not with Fox News or CNN, but with the scripture, the living word of God that will give peace, peace and peace. And so when we're like, oh, he, he, he died for our sins, yes. But look at what also he died for. It says in verse 4, Surely he took up our pain and he bore our suffering. If you look that word up and the, the, the context of that word is also disease. He bore our diseases. He bore COVID-19. By the way, he already knew this was going to happen. 
He bore H1N1, the swine flu, all the swoo, the, the swoos, all, <laughs> all the flus and diseases and things that have come upon us in, 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 in both years past and years to come in the present day and age. One, God already knew, is not startled by it, but two, he died for those things. So the reason that's important to know is we can stand in confidence at church. Man, I'm going to praise God. We can stand in confidence when you mess up. His grace is sufficient for your sin, for your mess up, for your weakness. But why on earth would we discredit what the Word of God says and almost make it and fit it in like a puzzle to how we want to live it out? Well, this is also saying, friend, if you call yourself a believer of God, He not only died for your sin, He died for the disease for disease that might come upon your body, for cancer that might come upon you, for sickness that might come upon you. Whatever comes against you, if you dwell in the secret place, in, as Psalm would say, in, in the place of the Most High, man, there's protection. And I, I, I want to tell that to you. And Worship team, come, come on up. <laughs> but... As we come to a close, here's my final words to you. You know, we accept the sin part, but what about the disease part? You're qualified under the shelter of God's protection. And there comes a point in our maturity with Christ where we have to begin to accept these things. You know, I'm praying that we would be wise in this day and age please we got to be wise wash your hands you know um if you have a low immune system if 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 you know you feel like you're more susceptible to this disease this COVID-19 that of 100% this virus 100% we have to be wise and diligent but we can also we can be pragmatic right we, we, we can be wise but we also have to walk with the strength of our faith I would argue that faith is the one that drives me. Faith should drive you. We shouldn't walk as though we just see what is in reality of the physical because if we walk in that way and we live in that way, we will be terrified every single day. Right? We, we, we're, we are to walk in such a way where not only we see the physical, but we see the, 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 the invisible. And the invisible, there's, there's powers, there's rulers of darkness of this age, as scripture talks about. You know, and it, it, I mean, if I'm being honest, the scripture talks about the end times. The scripture talks about end days, not to be doom and gloom. But man, this is, this is just, I would argue, birth pains. The pains that come with giving, getting ready to have a baby. There's, there's, there's echoes of it. It starts slow, it gets heavier, it gets heavier, and we are living in a day and age where social media has boomed everything. And now more than ever, we can boom fear, we can boom faith. We can proclaim that it's going to be all hell in every avenue of our life, or man, we're going to proclaim and speak healing over every avenue of our life. And as I walk out the door, I pray 
Psalm 91 over my life, over your life, over my, my grandma Liz's life, over my wife's life, over the baby that's in my wife's womb. I pray faith over the obstacles, over the, 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 the pressures of this world, and I do not stand in fear because I am under the, the secret place of the Most High. I dwell there. I live there. I abide there. I eat my snacks there. I, I don't get out of it and then go to it and get out of it and go to it. No, I dwell. I sit. And I want to encourage you, wherever you're at in this day and age, if I could just not hold back a punch and just kind of pull it. If you're a type of person right now that you want, you want the dwelling of the, of the good place, secret place, and then you kind of do your own thing. And it's all good, man. But oh gosh, all oh, the news and the news. And now you're, 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 you're back in the shelter of the Most High. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I believe this passage of Scripture is speaking to those that dwell. It's not an in and out thing. You just dwell, man. You're just like, yeah, I'm chilling in here. I'm sitting in here. I'm abiding in here. I'm... I'm getting fed by the word of God. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging others in my faith. I'm encouraging myself in my faith. I'm sitting in it. And I proclaim Psalm 91, 10,000 at my left, 10,000. The enemy can come. Arrows can come. It will not touch my tent. It will not touch my family because I dwell in the house of God, in the secret place of God. And I want to encourage you with that, friend. Mother, father, I want to encourage you, husband, I want to encourage you, wife, I want to encourage you, son or daughter, wherever you're at, whatever fears have invaded your soul, push it out, pray it out, and sit in the confidence that you are in the shelter and protection, that nothing can come against you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I will not be shook by this. I will not be moved by this. I will have wisdom. I will have guidance. I will be mature. I will be diligent. But hey, baby, when the rubber hits the road, I am not afraid. I am not afraid because I'm protected. So... That's my uh, encouragement to you um, for this Sunday morning, you know, and I I just want you to know that we're going to keep pressing on. Let's encourage people. Let's invite people. Send this to them if this is an encouragement to you and you feel like it's going to be an encouragement to others.